Hello, it's Alexa Terry here for you for your weekly dose of Singing Teachers Talk, the podcast that brings you great interviews, insightful discussions and advice around the topic of singing and teaching singing. And for this episode, I'm joined by a seasoned performer, international vocal coach and the founder and creator of Singing Revealed, Philippe Hall. Philippe, I've been really looking forward to talking to you about this particular topic. So thank you so much for joining me. How are you? How are things going? Thank you, Alexa. Things are going great. And I'm excited to speak with you today. It's, uh, it's just, just such a wonderful, important topic. And it's an honor, of course, to speak to the vast community. Yeah. I'm very, very happy and grateful for the wonderful contributions that you're making to the global singing community for singers and singing, singing teachers. Ah, oh, thank you for saying that. What a, what a good intro. <laughs> Flying the bass flag. Amazing. Uh, so the topic we're going to be exploring uh, is one that we share a real passion for and something which you call the most neglected skill in singing. And you've created a whole course dedicated to this thing that you call emotional layering. So please delve right in. Tell us what is emotional layering? Thank you for this opportunity. So emotional layering, I've chosen to coin this phrase because you know that our voice is a multi-layered spectral frequency pattern. It's got so many layers in it. And the reality is that there are emotional frequencies. Everybody knows there's been millions of dollars invested into it by business. If you are smiling on the other end of the phone, your listener can hear it. If you are not, if you're grumpy and are in a bad mood, why do your friends immediately pick up on that? They can hear it. It's we're genetically hardwired to recognize this. And that's why I call it emotional layering, because that's quite literally what we are doing is layering our vocal sound with emotion. Mm. Yes. And I, I guess we don't ever really think of it on that deep level, but we do it day to day. As you say, we're doing it now. We do it when we're talking to our friends. If you kind of want your husband to think, you know, he, you want to know that there's something wrong, but you don't want to tell him you want him to figure it out on his own. <laughs> you put that <laughs> little tone into your voice. And then he's like, you've clocked onto that one. <laughs> There you go. And it's, you know, and, and unfortunately, most of most men miss that, right? And then <laughs> I've been accused of missing it. No, I'm, well, it's uh, just joking about it. But we all know it's true. We all know it's true. You know, and, and rather than call my course singing with emotion or acting for singers or singing interpretation, these have all been used, right? And they're, they're relevant. That's, that's very important. That's the process. And yet, this is the only course in the world dedicated to helping singers learn to sing with true emotion and develop their vocal identity. And I find that right there speaks volumes. This is so neglected. And yet everybody knows how important it is. You know, an empty voice and perfect technique are simply not enough for singing success. You, we, we've talked about this and we should probably, you know, include our listeners now. But let's talk about that. Would you rather hear a singer and watch a singer with perfect technique and perfect pitch or somebody that is 
touching you emotionally, inspiring you, moving you, even though there are some mistakes, you know, it's still the artist is still that singer that you want to listen to again and again. You love that their voice simply breaks on that note because it's so real. Mm. So if it's real, it's powerful. And power in singing is not measured in volume. It's measured in your ability to touch the heart of your audience and inspire them. And really, if we really look deep and ask ourselves, why did we get involved in singing in the first place? Why? Let's just quick, quickly think about that for three to five seconds. Why are you singing today? Why are you teaching singing today? I would like to propose that it is because somebody somewhere reached out to you with their voice and touched your heart. And that was so powerful that it motivated you. And you wanted, consciously or unconsciously, you wanted to do the same thing. You wanted to share that intense feeling, that intense moment. And many people, because of one such moment, dedicate their entire lives to a career. And all they're wanting to do is recreate that experience for their audience. This is the most powerful aspect of singing, period. Mm. Yeah, and I can tell you're so passionate about it, and I love it. <laughs> you had yeah. um, quite quite an extensive career as a performer yourself. So you over three thousand performances across eighty productions in twenty eight countries. So was there a particular moment or show or event that highlighted to you this neglect or need for more emphasis on this area? You know, I'll, I'll be honest, it's been a learning process throughout my career. And I want, I want singers to know, and I want teachers to know, that I wasn't good at this in the beginning. I really wasn't. I struggled with it because the information I was getting was not very helpful. It was simply, can you put some emotion into that? Can you, um, I don't believe you, or you need to I, help me out here. You know, I need to feel it. There's no soul. And that was really frustrating to me and kind of locked me up more than anything else because I didn't know what to do then. I felt kind of paralyzed like a deer in the headlights. It's like, ding, lights on, Philippe's frozen, and now sing. <laughs> you know, I was like, what do I do differently? So I, you know, obviously researched um, acting techniques throughout my career. I've, I've had many coaches, vocal coaches. I've studied in three different countries, bachelor, master programs, and I've been exposed to a lot of things and have used and tried lots of different techniques to, to help myself and make this, this happen, find this connection. You know, I used to be a little bit shy about it. I just watched these people and they looked so, they looked so natural and it looked so good. And, and I'm like, how do they do that? Right. And then I was in the beginning, it was just so far away from me. So in this course, I've really tried to bring it, simplify these, these proven techniques in, you know, acting techniques, interpretation techniques, psychological, subconscious programming techniques, all of these things in put them in a packaging so that a singer can just follow them step by step and get a very powerful result. 
you know, in the beginning of my career, yeah, I had my skills, I had my training, and I could sing really well, and I had some things going for me, but I experienced quite frequently that I was always the second or third cast. And I would comfort myself saying, yes, it's harder to find somebody that can play multiple roles, which is true. It's, it's easier to cast one person in the lead than find somebody that can actually cover three leading roles. But at the same time, I was in rehearsals noticing that, hey, I'm singing much better than the first cast person. I'm actually dancing much better than the first cast person. Why am I not getting cast as first cast? And I was, you know, to be honest, in the beginning, a little bit bitter about it, <laughs> a little bit jealous. I'm like, this isn't fair. You know, I have obviously got the higher skills. That sounds so arrogant and condescending. It's a little bit embarrassing, but it was what I felt. And I know that many singers out there go through the same thing. So what I want to tell you is that it doesn't matter that you're a better singer. It doesn't matter that your technique is better. It matters how powerfully you can communicate your message to your audience. And if I look back honestly on every one of those casting decisions, that person in the first cast could just do that more powerfully. Mm. And that was the difference. So I really started paying attention to that and spending more time on the preparation of the emotional layering than on technical preparation. It used to be you know, 98% technique, let's prepare everything like we, we spoke about earlier, and then let's try and put some emotion into it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's way out of proportion. And if we're honest in singing teaching, and, and I've studied in three countries and performed in 28, so I, I think I have a bit of experience in that, wherever you go, you have 99% emphasis on technical coordinations which shouldn't be completely neglected, obviously, but the real purpose they serve is to free your voice to communicate and free it to be layered with emotional expression. And we only, we only spend 1% on the emotional layering side, mm -hmm. on turning on the process. How can we really expect ourselves or singers that we're coaching to suddenly, miraculously just be able to do it? It's not fair. It's not fair to them. We're doing them a big service and it's not fair to us. If we don't know how to do this, and I think that's where the main problem comes in. Let's be honest. Most coaches have never been trained in this. They don't really know where to start. You know, they can share some of their personal experiences, but is there a method behind that? Most singers don't know what to do. They're just told you need to connect your emotions. Well, that's like saying, you know, you need to get a million dollars. Yeah, everybody wants it, but how do I do it? Yeah. So and let me know if you find out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's well, guess what? That's the whole thing. If you want to make a million dollars, there are, there are proven paths to do that. We just live in an era and age of, you know, so much information. Mm. <clears throat> mm. And that's why I'm, I'm a, a fan of what Bast is doing, because that's my mission too, is to bring good, effective, proven techniques, quality information to share, mm -hmm. and of course, attract people to that. So there is, there are very clear techniques that are not that difficult to implement. It takes some time, it takes some practice, but I show it in my course, 
every one of the 14 layering techniques I talk about, I include a before and after and a process video. So you can literally see me work with a client in a half hour, 45 minute session, and you hear them at the beginning, hear them at the end, clear difference, and then watch how we got there. Mm. So that's really powerful because you learn and you see it's real and somebody, even the first exposure to this, it gets and triggers a big difference. So let me just ask you a question. You said, uh, you said very, very clearly, you'd rather be watching a performer that's making you feel something. Do you have, do you, can do anything come to mind of any performance like that you've, you've seen? Yes, there is one very specific example I always give, and that is Judy Dench singing Send in the Clowns on the Alan Titchmarsh show. So, you know, like an afternoon show um, she was on, she was singing Send in the Clowns, and it doesn't matter when I watch it, if I'm feeling great, if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling hungry, whatever happens, that emotion that I've got at that moment disappears and I'm with Judy and every time I'm left with the same feeling and that is of ad admiration she's a fantastic actress her vocal you know if you if you listen to it and it's it's, it's easily accessible on YouTube I'll put the link into the um, description as well it is a masterclass in what I think we're talking about um, yeah it's touching and I would take that every day over something that is emotionally empty. I absolutely know what you mean. And that's, that's the kind of performance that just stands the test of time, right? And it's communication. That's why it's sincere, powerful, emu emotional communication. And I love the performance that Anne Hathaway does of I Dreamed a Dream in Les Miserables, the movie. And if you think about how many, how many women have sung that song over the past 30 years and how many people you've coached maybe even on that song, she did it in a way that is so original. How do you find that originality? How do you find that purity? And my message is, it's not coming through technical preparation first. It's coming through the emotional layering preparation first. When you've done that, now you know what you want to express. This is the key to vocal identity and authenticity. The truth is, no one in the world has experienced the same life experiences that I have or that you have. And even if someone had experienced the exact same things, they would feel and think differently about that. So you have as a singer, the most original, authentic, creative machine on the planet right in your brain, and it is you. So emotional layering is basically in very simply put, layering techniques are to get you to ask the right questions that produce the information to program your brain with. Your brain only knows the information that's put in. Mm -hmm. And I used to resent that thought a lot. 
Yeah. But it's true. We only know what we see, what we hear, what we feel. And our reaction to that is individual. There's your individuality. Mm-hmm. So we have the ability to program our brains with details that trigger a real, true emotional response. And that is the essence of working from what I call from the inside out in emotional layering. Mm-hmm. So it's we have 14 different layering techniques. These are really very fundamental questions that create these background details. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, you know I have a brain. I know you have a brain. I don't see it right now, but it's there. You have a heart, lungs. I see this, the outside of this image. But we know there's so much more to Alexa on the inside. And your brain is aware of all the details and background information of your life, of this conversation. And that's what your brain's reacting to. We can do the same in emotional layering techniques. We just have to give the brain information that's clear. The more details it has, the more specific and authentic and personal the reaction will be. So really trust in the way you think and respond, because Mm -hmm. that's going to not only turn on the switch to your emotions and allow them to flow into and layer your vocal sound, it's going to help you discover your vocal identity, your true power is your uniqueness and your ability to communicate emotionally. And I think that's a really good point with um, identity, because especially in musical theatre, when you're given a person to basically step into their skin and their life. And I remember speaking to Dr. Trinise Robinson-Martin about finding authenticity um, and we have a podcast, um, a blog, sorry, uh, about that. I'll pop the link in there as well. Uh, and she was saying how uh, some musical theatre performers were coming out of auditions into like the contemporary side of of singing, um, not knowing who they were. And I feel like the way that you're talking about your emotional layering course and and putting uh, our identity into that means that we still can be this character but not lose ourselves because we are sewing them together a bit like Peter Pan's shadow. Um, and we are still ourselves, but we're that version where we are that factory worker in 19th century industrial revolution, or we are that shoe factory worker in kinky boots. Who's a bit ditzy. So we have these different like pick and mixes of ourselves that we can identify to become that character so we don't lose a part of our individual selves Um, and actually how that can contribute to enhancing the emotion. Absolutely. You know, this is, you know, just a tip, a technique I'll share with you and then we'll show how that ties in. So one of the most fundamental techniques, one of the 14 layering techniques I teach in this course to singers is asking yourself the question, who is singing or is who is sending this message? Now, the answer is always going to be I am. It's always you. Okay, but it's not limited to you right now. Me, Philippe, speaking with Alexa right now. 
Now, I have a client who is determined for one of the songs he's recording that it is him when he's retired at 72 and looking back on life. Okay, well, how does the brain deal with that? It doesn't really deal with it because you're not 72 right now. So you have to start asking the questions to find the details of what does 72-year-old Alexa look like? What does she wear? What's her hair like? Does she, what's her favorite jewelry? What kind of perfume does she wear? What has she experienced? How is she feeling at the moment? How is she feeling when she shares this message? So the, the layering technique, who is singing, who is sending, I, I put in a worksheet, the guide singers, really step-by-step step into these exploratory questions. And that will allow you to create real detailed information for your brain. Yes, it's fictional, but again, the brain doesn't need truth or, you know, it doesn't have to be true or false. It just needs to be detailed information. Mm. So the more real you make it for your brain, the more powerful the reaction. So if you are playing Shrek in, you know, a musical, or you're even doing the voiceover for Shrek, well, you're obviously not some giant green troll, <laughs> right? It's yeah. obvious. Everybody knows that. So how do you be Shrek? You've got to be you and create the details for yourself of what that means, what that is like, what that is like for your brain, what it smells like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, and just connect all the details. And suddenly, everybody believes you're Shrek. Mm. You know, it yeah. sounds silly, but in theater, in movies, the beginning of every piece is introducing information, mm. is pulling us in slowly. Why? We're programming the audience's brain with information. So at one point, hopefully quickly, they just sit back and relax and dive into this virtual world. We live in a virtual world right now. We're mm. not in the same room right now speaking, but it's real. Mm. It's so real for our brain. We can do the same with the emotional layering technique, and it will still be completely authentic and real because it's coming from your mind. Mm. You're programming your brain and you react differently. So the, the opposite side of the coin is just that if you don't do this, everybody knows it's fake immediately. Yeah. You can hear it. It's there or it's not there. And that's an important part of the course is to understand that human beings are hardwired and genetically programmed to scan for emotional frequencies. Mm. You know in whatever country you are in, just by the sound of a human being's voice, if they're happy, if they're sad, if they're in pain, if they're in danger, if they're angry, you don't need to speak the language. Yeah. You know it. And likewise, another part of the course is working from the outside in. Mm. because there are some very powerful physical markers. And so in the course, I show people how to use the seven universal expressions of emotion. Mm. This is so fascinating. You know, Dr. Paul Ekman did research for 40 years, and it was Charles Darwin's theory that inspired him to look into universal communication. And what they found was that no matter where you're at, the biggest city, the biggest city jungle <laughs> or the smallest tribe in the most isolated jungle that they could go to, every human being uses seven basic expressions. Mm -hmm. And this has been researched for decades and decades. What I find personally and why it's uh, extremely fascinating, what I, why I chose to include this into this course is because you react 
whether you want to or not. Now that's crazy. It's a genetic, it's a, it's a pre-programmed response. So we're going to do a little fun experience today. And even if you're not, if you don't see this feed, it's all on audio. You've got to, you've got to do this. All right. So I get to see Alexa and you might not have anybody in the room with you. If you do do it with them, if not, just use your own image. So I want you to smile and lift up your cheeks a little bit and allow for a little bit of a squint in your eyes and just hold that smile. These are the physical markers of a real authentic smile. You got to lift your cheeks and squint your eyes a tiny bit. Not like er, painful squinting, but just a little bit. Get those happy lines, the crow's feet. We all don't want when we're older. (laughs) (laughs) Make them happen. Keep your cheeks up and keep looking. Now I'm going to look at Alexa and she's going to look at me and we're going to keep smiling like that at each other. And we're just going to wait. Keep smiling, everybody. Another couple seconds. Now look at yourself and look back at me or Alexa. And now relax. Don't you feel a little bit lighter? Isn't it much easier to smile now? Yes, my face doesn't want to go back. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's weird. It's like, oh no, no, it's hard not to smile now. So you just activated the emotional chemical of joy and happiness in your brain. Your brain did that. Whether you want it to or not, you just got a dose. And there's so many studies, you know, the recent Harvard studies about about posturing and how that changes your chemical balance in your body. But these facial markers are so powerful. If you just did it, your brain activated the emotion. And... The, care, the opposite side is also true. Anybody seeing you make that expression, just the same thing happened in their brain. They're feeling better. So working from the inside out, incredibly powerful, mm. including the outside in to meet that, incredibly powerful. Now when somebody sees you, even a deaf person that sees you reacts. Mm. Yeah, it's and it's, it's interesting that I've just been reading um, the third edition of, of Janice Chapman's book, Singing and Teaching Singing, and she uh, in there there's a chapter written by Pamela Davis, and there's just a little quote there that's just reminding me that, and, and she says, there's additional evidence that when we observe facial expressions associated with strong emotion, the observer simulates the expression and that this influences the observer's uh, or, or ton- autonomic system. That's just a perfect example. You can't fake this. You can't fake it. Everybody knows. Everybody's genetically programmed to know. So why would you try? And if you don't know how to do this, you're going to fake it. Mm. And that's, you know, then you'll have an empty voice, perfect technique, and it's not going to get you anywhere. And that's sad. Can I just say, I really passionately want to help singers everywhere. I have been in Uh, the vocal studio of a very famous singer, world famous bass, and he was an amazing singer. And when I first got there, everybody was singing in the master class. I tell you, I heard some of the most beautiful, unique voices I've ever heard in my life. And I remember this one alto, and I literally said to her, you have a gold mine in your throat. I mean, a gold mine. And you know what happened? That this um, unique golden voice quit. 
And that is so tragic for me. Nobody is ever going to hear that spectacular voice. And why did she quit? She wasn't getting the support she needed. She wasn't getting the tools she needed. She wasn't getting the information she needed to make it happen. So she let go of her singing dream. And this happens all over the world on a regular basis. And it's tragic because it doesn't need to. Mm. If you have the right information and the right tools, that's all you need. That's really all you need. And emotional layering is so fundamental. Mm. We talked about, you know, the process and and you asked me a question, I think even before we started recording, that I think is really fundamental. Um, and just to be open and share, when I first was creating my, my big course, The Four Activities of Singing, emotional layering was always part of it. And I always said, um, we need to release this first. And I didn't get a lot of support for that because it's not mainstream. It's not what singers are out there actively looking for, yet it's what every singer knows they need to be able to do. So it's the same thing with teaching circles. You know, if a student comes with you, one of the first things they ask you for are exercises to develop their range or exercises to hit higher notes. And of course, the client is king. We give them what they want. But when you're looking at a piece, and you do the technical preparation first, then try to add on the emotional layering, it's not gonna be authentic, and you're going to be backtracking. Whereas if you really work on the text, the emotional layering, and taking it apart, then you will discover your true desire to communicate and how you want to communicate this. This gives you all the pieces for the song. This tells you, you are telling yourself, this sound needs to be soft and breathy mm. because that's what i want to communicate and this sound needs to be direct and clear and full of a metallic sound so now you just have head voice piano and and mezzo forte you know speech mode i like to call it but but belt chest and if you are emotional and where did vibrato come from it was originally because people were putting ah, an emotion into it Every vocal effect was born out of expressing emotion. So when you do your emotional layering, it gives you your complete sound design for the entire song. And there are very clear techniques on how to produce each sound. Now you just save yourself hours of preparation time. Now you know exactly where you want what. Now you know, okay, in order for this sound to happen, I need to do these technical things. And even better than that, when you connect it, you flip that switch in your brain, you tap into your subconscious instinctive knowledge of sound production. I completely believe the brain knows exactly how to produce every sound you could ever want to produce. Almost every human being on the planet is walking around all day long doing head voice, doing chest voice, doing runs, doing riffs, doing hard death metal effects, you know, and belting and mixing all day long. And they're not thinking about it. They're just, their brain is thinking about it because they're expressing themselves. Mm -hmm. So when you tap into that, you suddenly tap into your instinctive knowledge of how this sound is made. And I watch singers, and you can watch them in the course and the before and after videos, struggling with a note, and then they apply emotional layering. Now they're through the whole high, you know, belt belt phrase, that, that zone that's so tricky for women around a C sharp, you know, the chest belt, the head belt, how do I balance in there? And, and now they just sell through it. They mm. sail through it. So everything about your techniques going to improve. You will know how to structure your song. 
it really, honestly, it, it can't be overstated the, the power of this. It's the change of intention because they're no longer aiming to uh, reach for that note in belt. Their intention is to communicate that they're brokenhearted or yes. that they're excited. Yes, yes, yes. It's exactly that. It's no longer a pursuit of something that's technical that I don't know how to do. It's I need, I want to express this and it just happens. Mm. It's already there. You know, it's, mm. it's so, it's really powerful. Mm. Um, I have, I was going to share just this simple example that the head of the, the school of music at the conservatory in Germany that I went to, is a famous director and everybody wanted to work with him and he would also work with singers in master classes from around the world literally on their audition pieces on their arias in the in the opera mm -hmm. and he doesn't know anything about vocal technique zero 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 and i would watch colleagues and other other students work with him and suddenly they would be hitting the notes they were struggling for suddenly they would be able to hold out that phrase that lasted for 30 seconds you know suddenly their vocal quality improved yeah. and he never ever used a vocal technique ever so that was also a moment that i look back on where i it clicked for me said so no it's things you've been trying to do technically aren't working that you're working for that but as soon as you add this into it, the most important element suddenly it's like you unlock the door and then you can go through so again, I can't say it enough. You know, we, we have this huge emphasis on technique. Believe me, three, three modules of my four module course are dedicated to developing technique. It is vital for expression, but without, if we completely neglect the reason why we're singing in the first place, technique has no purpose either. Mm. Yes. So it sounds like, oh my gosh, can't believe you just said that, you know. You, where teachers are always working with technique. I know, I'm sorry, I feel the same way, but if we forget this as teachers, we're doing our clients a huge disservice. We mm -hmm. really are. We're going to send them out in the world and they're going to get smacked with frustration and disappointment mm -hmm. and criticism. And if we send them out in the world and their technique isn't perfect and they're communicating powerfully, they're going to get fans. They're going to sell records. They're, their band's going to get booked. They're going to be much more powerful as in their form of expression. We can, we will continue to work on the technique. And as quickly as emotional layering does change things, it is also a skill that you will improve at. If you give it the time, it will just get better and better and better. It's kind of like you are developing for your brain little little things to hook into. Imagine as a climber, if you're free climbing, those guys are amazing and crazy, but they just go straight up the rock. Well, most of us are going to fall and die. And a lot of them <laughs> tragically meet their end as well. But the professional climbers that are doing it with tech, you know, technical assistance and drilling in their hooks. What are they doing? They're going from hook to hook to hook to hook and that they get up the mountain every time mm. because they're there. They're like security hooks. So as you create your emotional layer and you're creating for yourself these little, little hooks that hook into that emotional production process of your brain and you're just basically going from one to the next to the next to the next throughout your song. And I've had so many clients tell me that, that by focusing on those steps from the emotional layering process, 
they got up on stage and their performance anxiety disappeared mm. because they weren't focused on the technique. Is this note going to work? They had clear points of focus on their communication. And then it becomes all about communicating, communicating. This is what I want to communicate. This is how I want to communicate. This is who I am. This is where I'm coming from. And your brain goes into automated action like you said, mm -hmm. and the nerves go away because it's, it is a safety zone. Mm. It's yeah. a completely different approach to overcoming performance anxiety. It does not invalidate the others, but it really works. Mm. It really works. I think that if we can, or perhaps if we talk about emotional layering and that contextual side as a technique in its own right, that it actually can work alongside the vocal technique and development in tandem and they go hand in hand so they're not one than the other they are they are very much a together thing one of the layering techniques i have in the course is is to showing how to pay attention to parts of the composition and how they match up with your choices that's really really important and i also say you don't have to follow exactly what you believe the playwright, the librettist, the composer wanted because they're also another person. Mm -hmm. But they're giving you very clear signals mm -hmm. of the journey this person is on. And sometimes it's fun to go against that. And but 99% of the time, you want to stick with the guidelines mm -hmm. and just look at how your interpretation of that is. That will, if you have an original choice through going through your emotional layering techniques and this, this process, that's wonderful and it's welcome. You are ultimately the artist on stage performing that piece and it wants to be interpreted by, interpreted by you. But there's so many clues in the dynamics, in the rhythm, in the phrasing, in the words themselves. You know, it's it's amazing. Look how I said that. That is emotional layering in yeah. action in yeah. the words themselves. And look at the V and the Z, you know, I don't do that on a daily basis. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's such a fun sketch. Um, I think it's from the Royal Shakespeare Company. You may have seen it where they take the emphasis of to be or not to be and they put it on each word in the phrase to be or not to be and and you see how much it changes the intention and the message of the phrase and emphasis is something that i use quite a lot in the storytelling side of of uh song interpretation because it it changes your bounce your rhythm and i think it's i remember when i was auditioning and you know singers in the studio as well if you're still in a studio space sometimes it's not the most inspiring of spaces that you're in if you're auditioning it i don't know in a room above a, a um i don't know uh, a coffee shop or something and you think ah oh, this isn't i'm a boat that i'm meant to be on and i'm not feeling seasick <laughs> but with this emotional layering i think that it can take you out of your you know your real environment and put you into a place of imagined realism <laughs> Which is what I like yeah. to call it. Imagine realism. Yeah, virtual yeah. reality. This is one of my key philosophies. It's not about there's only one right way. There are many techniques that work. What's always most important is that you find what works for you. And that is the most important thing. Mm. It needs to work for you.
So you've got 14 layering techniques to choose from in the course. You have a detailed worksheet for each layering technique that's going to walk you through, give you questions to get the process going, and give you possible answers to make it quick. Because it's important you just get it flowing. If you can't come up with an answer, pick one off the list. You know, go right through. Then you've got the before and after videos mm -hmm. the, where you can watch the process, you can see the result, you can experience the transformation. And you have, I do, I do a masterclass every month for everybody using the course. And it's, so you get to come on live, we'll talk about it. I'll talk about one of the techniques. I coach a few people live. You can ask whatever questions. That was important for me to be there, to have this personal connection. Mm -hmm. And in, in addition to that, you know, I want to hear about people's experiences. I get to see it all the time. But it's not, you know, this is designed for singers. But I know a lot of coaches out there are simply, okay, yes, but what resources do I have? You know, I actually teach with my course. I'll just put it up on the screen, you know, and teach with it. So it's wonderful, a wonderful tool for teachers as well, for singers to have with them. It's um, something I use all the time and I see, see the results all the time. Perfect technique and perfect pitch does not equal singing success. Yeah. Oh, it hurts me to say that, you know, it's so bad because I was a singer for so long and I spent so much time developing my technique. It's just because I've been through it. Hmm. I've been the singer who had amazing technique and was not getting the work that I deserved. Hmm. I've been there and it's painful, but it's just simply the truth. If you can't communicate powerfully with your audience, you will not build a following. You will not get cast. You won't even be on the callback list. So when I started taking this deadly seriously and started doing it all the time, I went from booking, you know, one in four or five auditions, which was already pretty good rate, to one in two. Mm. And I've never mm. not been on the callback list for about 12 years. Mm. It's so powerful because if you, maybe you've been, Alexa, on that casting side of the table. I've been on the casting side of the table. And all you do all day long is you wait for that person to come in and communicate emotionally. Whether you call it that or not, somebody that shares an, an, an experience with you, someone that connects with you. Mm. There's, there are unfortunately thousands of brilliant singers and the one that comes in and just connects with you, I can tell you, if you're on the casting side, you are scanning your notes at where you can plug that person in the show. Mm. And they mm. are automatically on the callback list. And you never forget that person. You look forward to seeing them come to audition in the years that come. It's that powerful. So mm -hmm. looking for an agent, you're looking to sign a, a gig, you're looking to sign a, a, a contract with a production company, you're looking just to perform at a wedding and inspire people. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you leave this out, you are neglecting your true power and you won't communicate and you won't inspire people with the inspiration that you were given when someone touched your heart and made you want to sing. That's what it's all about. Amazing. Oh, this is one of my favorite topics. Thank you so much for, for allowing me to immerse myself in it with you. You have been amazing and have kindly set up a, a limited time offer for our bass listeners for your course. So we'll make sure that is absolutely in the description. So go check it out now. Um, but where can people find you and all your courses and uh, everything about you? Where's, where's the best place to go? 
singingrevealed.com singing revealed is exactly what i aim to do with singing for singers everywhere reveal how it works so all our social media tags youtube facebook instagram tiktok singing revealed thanks so much for having me alexa well thank you it's been an absolute pleasure we can you can see the passion shining through so thank you so much it's been awesome thank you and warm hellos and greetings to all of the bass community all around the world so grateful for everything you're doing for the global singers and the global world of singing take care have a great day this podcast don't forget to click that subscribe like and follow button so you never miss an episode of singing teachers talk until the next one though happy singing and happy teaching